You're listening to The Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Well, welcome back to The Real Enneagram, a spiritual quest. (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Lark Howell with the Institute for Conscious Being, and Dr. Joe Howell is with us as well. Glad to be here. (laughs) Uh, We're not alone. We are with... Uh, a wonderful group of our faculty and adjunct faculty for the Institute for Conscious Being. We've had a wonderful weekend of a retreat uh, to nurture our souls and to uh, share and be with one another. And this is the ending of our weekend. And so we would like to have a time with you all. And I'd just like to tell you who we have with us today. We have Tom Miller-Price and his lovely wife, Lori Miller-Price, with us from Kentucky. We have John Adams with us, faculty member. We have Roger Conville with us today. We have Barbara Sloan. Uh, Roger and Barbara and John are all from Birmingham. We have Melanie Rogers, also from Birmingham. We have Nan Hornsby from Lake Martin in Eclectic, Alabama. <laughs> and we have Nanette Moodium and Cy Moodium. From Aniston, which is where Joe and I live. So we're so happy to have such a nice group of people here together. And our discussion today is going to be about basically learning the Enneagram through community. And Lori Miller-Price is going to lead us in that discussion. So Lori, I will hand the discussion over to you. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm thinking about the fact that we all make an effort to travel and be together and set this time aside. And what difference does it make to do the spiritual work of the Enneagram in community? Knowing that uh, we've all read Joe's book, we can, we can read his book over and over again, we can listen to podcasts, we can do all kinds of things to learn about the Enneagram, all of which are really an important part. But what difference does it make to then be a part of a community that talks with each other, whether on Zoom or whether in person, but being a part of a community that challenges us and is there as a sounding board and, as I said, a challenge, what difference does it make to do this spiritual work in community as opposed to just doing it on our own? So I'd like to hear from each one of you, and if we might just, just go around the circle and begin with Begin with Sai. I have, a, I have a, a thought, which is the thought is essentially, you know, if it's making a difference in our lives, we have to bring it to the people around us, uh, which is essentially Laurie is referring to as community. And most, uh, one of the most effective ways for me has been to create, you know, just having dinner with somebody, a meal with somebody, or... Or, uh, or coffee with somebody, you know, just hanging out with them and, and share what Enneagram has done for me or how it has opened up my uh, uh, self-discovery process and, and highlighting the point about how self-discovery could lead to, you know, the, a, a higher level of consciousness, which is the key thing I'm after to be able to spread to the community. So. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. Nanette? 
Yeah, I, w- I would say that, you know, all of us have, have made this journey to learn about the Enneagram. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're doing that as well. But as I have learned it in community with this particular group of I- ICB, I have recognized that it comes off the page and, in, and, and it brings it alive in a way to share it in community that, mm-hmm. that learning it in, in isolation does not do. Because practically speaking, we're all coming to the Enneagram to discover ourselves, but also to understand other people because life is about relationships. It's about your home life, your work life, your job, your student life. And as we learn it in community, we begin to have greater understanding for the people who are in our lives. And so that's why community, learning it in this atmosphere is really important. It has been so impactful to me in a way that learning it in isolation would not have been for me. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. It's good to be here. And Nan. I think I'm amazed at uh, times when I gather with other folk and we're focused together in, in whatever topic, Enneagram and consciousness studies. It's the, the things that are said by my fellow journeyers that begin to expand my understanding, even more so than particular information or lectures. It's the conversations over lunch. It's the conversations had around the table that I begin to hear things differently, experience things differently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's more than just gathering information in the same room with people. It's really exchanging the experiences that we're having that begins to expand my understanding of where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Melanie. An image that comes to mind uh, immediately when I heard the question was when friends brought a friend that was ill into the presence of Jesus and they lowered him on a mat mm-hmm. or something. And not that when we come, you know, like looking for Enneagram study that we're, we're ill or any, but, but there have been times when in community, one of us has been in a crisis and we see the Enneagram come to life as what we've done, what we do at, uh, you know, the living Enneagram. We get to see the practicality of it. And the, like Nanette said, the words come off the page and the practical application of it in helping a friend, one of, one of our friends in community going through something. And then it happens to us as well. And I think accountability to, to one another and helping each other point out our, our growth as was done for me this morning, thank you. Just uh, just a reminder of uh, how we are growing, accountability. And uh, I can't imagine, you know, being in a room reading as much as I love Joe's book. It wouldn't be enough. It, it has to be in community. You need so. help bringing each other to Jesus. That's right. <laughs> the and truth. And reading other books. And reading other books. Of course. Reading other and bringing themselves to their own truth. Yes. Back to the truth of their yeah. own. And then hearing what other people think about what you've read. Exactly. Yeah. Great, thank you, Barbara. Well, one thing we like to say uh, at ICB is that you can get information on your own, and that's wonderful, and we encourage that. I mean, I'm in charge of the homework, so yes, Mm -hmm. we we need that. But in community, you get transformation. Mm -hmm. And I liken it to a friend of our a friend of ICB, Ed Bacon, the Reverend Ed, um, talks about the Jordan River. Or the Jordan River, however you want to say it, Mm -hmm. it, depending on your 
pronunciation, mm-hmm. and the difference between that and the Dead Sea, and how in the river things are flowing and there's a vibrant life, and then when the river flows into the Dead Sea, it stops. And so if we can remember that, that we need that um, flowing in our lives, we need to not only, I think Cy mentioned that, um, not just bottling it up inside of us, but letting that flow to other members of the community. Nice imagery. Thank Very you. Good. I'd like to use the analogy of the home mirror. Everyone in their home has a mirror that they check themselves out with before going out to meet the public. And that is, of course, the surface of ourselves. That's how we look. That's how we appear. But in a similar fashion, studying the Enneagram, learning uh, the Enneagram in spirituality does a similar thing on our inside. And that is what people see when we go out to meet them as well. Mm -hmm. And even more important. So the seeing yourselves, understanding ourselves, and then being able also to see others and understand others in a better fashion is accomplished best with others. John. Yeah, this is John. And uh, for me, I go back to the beginning of what drew us together. It was not just meeting Joe and hearing a lecture or two or reading his book, but we all found that common thread of uh, really wanting to grow individually in consciousness, just being becoming more self-aware. And anytime I find like-minded folk, I mean, I could be a member of Rotary or Kiwanis or any other number of groups, but because we're all on the same page, and um, it really helps me when I know that folks are there not only to grow personally, but there's that fine line of commitment to helping me grow as a person (laughs) in my own consciousness. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sense of accountability that I can trust that these folks are for my best as well as they're seeking from me a commitment to their best. And so it's a reciprocal thing. And a beautiful thing, you know, happens whether it's two of us getting together or a whole group at a conference because that theme of wanting the best for each other and commitment to that goal of consciousness and growing in our self-awareness. And I couldn't do that by myself. I need community. So, Yeah. Thank you, John. Tom? Yes, this is uh, Tom, and I am a um, five. I live in the head center, five in the Enneagram, and I have all kinds of ideas all the time. Those ideas remain in my head unless I share them with someone. And so just this morning, Nanette shared an experience that I began to think about, and I shared with her uh, how that had impacted me, and then we continued to share, and an idea, once it's shared, can begin to take life. And it's interesting because she even talked about something taking life in community. And if I had just 
if she had just kept that, what she shared this morning to herself and I had kept my comments to myself, nothing would have happened with those. Mm -hmm. But because we shared them, something has sprouted. Now, we don't know what will become of that, but it could become um, an important uh, and helpful experience for other ICB members at other at future intensives and workshops. Yeah, thank you. I, I also wanted to share that um, part of part of community is the feeling that you get of being with each other and wanting to have that be ongoing. And one of the things that I shared with you all this weekend was that if, if Tom and I had had our choice, those of you that are listening, you maybe remember that Tom and I are from Kentucky and we're right now in Alabama. And if we had had our choice, we would have found a community to, in, in Louisville. But the fact that we drive to Alabama to be with all these folks several times a year is a way of explaining how important that community is and that um, being together and, and it really is, it's really incredible. And so, so Joe and Lark, when you, when you dreamed about all of this, you did gather us together. And so I wonder, hearing what everyone else has had to say about community and thinking about how the two of you first <coughs> imagined developing this community, what, what has that meant to you to think about community? Well, for me, um, I think that Joe and I were absorbing this new wisdom, and um, it was so impactful on us and our lives individually that we felt like that it just had to be shared. It was so powerful, and uh, granted, it met a great need in us for having a community in which to share and to be with, but even apart from that, we felt like it just had to be shared because, in our opinion, it was just way too powerful to just sit with and to absorb it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think sharing it for us was a huge uh, incentive for trying to begin the Institute and, uh, and, and gather people around who then would in, then in turn turn around and share it again. So it would be like a domino effect. And, um, and I do wanna say one thing before Joe, and that is I think that right now, at this moment in time, communities are more important than ever. I think so many people have been in a wasteland because of COVID and the isolation. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, thank goodness we've all had Zoom and we've had FaceTime. And we as at the, at the Institute have continued to teach and grow and learn and have conferences and have our intensives because of the technology. But we are seeing now that it still doesn't create that level of intimacy that we have when we're together. And so I think people are craving and realizing now that you can have as many Zoom calls a day as, as you want, mm -hmm. but it doesn't take the place of physically being with people. Mm -hmm. And so I think for us at ICB, we are now uh, meeting and gathering in person. We're having our, our faculty retreats. We're having our conferences and our intensives back in person because we felt like that was really important to do. However, we are now, because of the technology, able to Zoom and will continue to offer Zooming for people who live far away or who can't come. So we have a hybrid now, thanks to the technology, but we still all prefer to be together um, because the exchange is just more intimate and, right. and personal. And we're grateful right. to you for making that shift so that 
especially during when things were really shut down, that, mm-hmm. that we all could mm-hmm. stay connected. We still, we're, right. we're thankful you made that shift and mm-hmm. now that you're making it yeah. again. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that whole Zoom thing is a, is a whole world in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it, it's probably not, not possible to have a Zoom marriage <laughs> so well, there are limitations yeah. <laughs> yeah. but one of the things that that I have in terms of your initial question Laurie is there was a deficit in our hearts for family and you know you you give what you want <laughs> somebody said that if you want to know what somebody wants just look at what they give to others, and that would really be what they would wish too. And we wanted a family for lots of different reasons. Our daughter had gone off on her own, and we had lost our son. So it was just we, and and so the uh, upshot was: we're here. This has been this consciousness has been dumped in our laps. Mm-hmm to be a weight and just to benefit us or is it something that we could create a family to share it with and would people like to learn more and as I was watching us last night as a faculty together in the the dining room uh, I couldn't help but see how it was a family eating and talking and laughing and sharing there were many dyads and triads <laughs> going on at the table, and we got a chance to video some of that. Uh, but that does our hearts good to see that we're soul-making, not only with what we know about the Enneagram, but what we know about consciousness and what we are at every one of those energies around the point. So. I, we are um, happy that there is a family which is much larger than just the faculty. The, the students are part of that family because when you're at an intensive, you see how it's all hand in glove mm-hmm. and how the, 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 the students are subsumed into that family, the tone of which we set as the leaders. So... There you go. That's my input. Yeah. Laurie, earlier when you asked the question, I missed the question. That's what it does. You know, the community, you recognize what the question is. So I was so excited about sharing what has happened to me with the community that I missed the whole point of what the community is doing for me. And I became conscious as in this little community, uh, they all started answering. I recognized, I missed it. Uh, you know, uh, so that's a, we just had a live example of the purpose yeah, of the yeah. community. I, you know, I, I wanted to share that as an example of what it could do in a community. The mm-hmm. self-discovery, self-realization or the consciousness. Mm-hmm. Suddenly I became conscious <laughs> Gosh, what are these guys, people thinking, you know? The question was this, and he just went in in something else. So I just wanted to highlight that in that that it has been such uh, an effective 
for me, what the community has done, if not for that, somebody sharing, putting a slide and saying this, this and this, you know, not always a slide, but sharing it. And then that suddenly that becomes the light that shines on you. So in that community or wherever you're getting together, whatever you say sometimes is a light and it just tries to bring out something in the other people. So I had to confess that. But, but, but Sai, you're also showing the other example of what happens in community, spiritual community, and that is a place to be vulnerable and honest. Even mm-hmm. in saying, mm-hmm. I missed the first question. There's a lot of communities where you wouldn't be comfortable even saying that. So I really appreciate your, your sharing that with us. The other thing that I think about with, that happens in a spiritual community is that we're all getting ready to leave and go back to our homes. But even when we leave, we're connected. Mm-hmm. And when we're with all the folks that come to the different ICB events, there's, still, there's a different feel when you leave because you've been connected to folks, whether on Zoom or in person, that you know that you're still a part of that spiritual community and you can feel it. You, you carry so, it with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank, mm-hmm. thank you all for, thank for you. sharing thank all you, of that Thank today. you, Lori, for being a part and thank all of y'all for staying over and being How with us. How can our listeners plug into this community? Well, they, they can plug into this community by always going to theicb.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And, and the, the real, if you want to communicate one. with us, just uh, email us at therealenneagram.com. Yes, so there are many ways. Yeah. And listen to Dr. Howell's podcast on any of the podcast um, venues that you choose to look for them on. And we are having a, uh, the beginning of uh, intensive in May. And so <laughs> if people would like to become students by Zoom or in person. You just fill out an application from our website, theicb.org, and we go from there, and we would love to have you as a student. And also on our website, we will have posted the next upcoming conferences that we'll be having one in September and one in November, and you can see all that information on our website. So thank you all for joining us, and we look forward to sharing another podcast with you soon. That wraps up another episode of The Real Enneagram, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. If you're interested in furthering these conversations, please reach out to us through our Instagram, at The Real Enneagram. Or if you're interested in our upcoming trainings or other resources, please visit our website, www.instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Thanks for listening.